0: Welcome, everyone, to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin, of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate, plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, good morning. It's Tuesday, and this is another Tuesday Live, but oh, it's pre-recorded today. I hated to do that, uh, but unfortunately, there are a lot of things going on this week, and uh, I just needed to uh, to pre-record. So hopefully it'll go a little smoother. I won't be hopping back and forth looking for comments. Not that I don't appreciate. I love comments. I love interacting with my viewers and my community and folks that happen to swing by. So if you do have a comment, please feel free to leave it. And I will check in and uh, respond back as appropriate. Um, This will be uploaded at uh, 10 o'clock and uh, hopefully I'll be able to pull the audio and get that up as well, and it'll go faster that way. I'm struggling with scheduling this week. It's, uh, it's an insane week, but uh, let me do this first. This is episode 69, oh, 69. Yeah, get the giggles out of the way. It's 69, uh, June the 6th 2023 and uh, this is the Holstein House broadcast Uh, and you can find this if however you happen to come across it you can find other um, versions whether it's audio only or other video Uh, or you can just connect with us over at YouTube at robin holstein i haven't split that out into holstein house yet i don't know that i need to i might later at some point but right now i think we're good you can also catch the audio by podcast over at fountain.fm we also post to nostr i'm learning to enjoy nostr really well it's kind of a twitter alternative but (laughs) different and better i think we have accounts at uh, Rumble, TikTok, Clapper, Facebook, Instagram, MeWe Freesteading, a bunch of the podcast apps like Apple and Google and Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, um, TuneIn. There's just all kinds of ways you can find us. If you go to robinholstein.com and go to the con- uh, contact page, so and then you'll be able to find all links to all of the places to find our uh, comments and our uploads and our um, uh, merch. I have a merchandise account set up over at um, Etsy, holsteinhouse.etsy.com. We've got some cute t-shirts and buttons. No, I don't have buttons over there. I have stickers and magnets and backpacks, and uh, tote bags, all kinds of neat little stuff over there. I'll have to do an episode maybe because I have to pre-record Fridays also. Maybe I'll do that and show you some of the merch that I've got over there if I have time. It's just absolutely been crazy. Uh, let me start off talking about uh, about home and garden, and and then we'll get into the, uh, the poultry and something that's happened there, and um, culture and society and the church stuff that's going on that's taking up a lot of my time this week so um mr holstein was able to get the air conditioning unit swapped out he got the new condenser in place he got the new outside unit he got that all tidied up and nice and done relocated it um, run new lines for it and it's working beautifully this new air conditioning unit doesn't run Man, a quarter of the time, the old one. The old one, like, it almost never shut off. We would be 92, 94 degrees outside, and we, we have the thermostat set. I actually have it up higher now than it used to be. It's up at 77 now. The dogs tolerate it okay. Um, they it used to be, we couldn't keep it at, um, what did I have it set for before? 76, 75, something like that. It was a little too- little bit cooler. Um, And the dogs would just pant and they'd gasp. Well, we couldn't keep the temperature in the house down there. The air conditioning unit was constantly running. The air coming out of it was cool, but it just couldn't keep up and it just ran and ran. So hopefully we're going to see a reduction in our electric bill. I despise electricity. I know I have to use it. If it wasn't for electricity, I wouldn't have all these fun things that I have and I wouldn't have the broadcast and because you got to have electric for the computers, but as far as utilities and stuff, just general, like for air conditioning and heating and stuff, I just it just makes me angry. Electricity makes me angry because it is just so expensive. Um, but anyway, so hopefully, this new unit will last a long time and it will be able to keep the house cooler. It seems to be working so much more efficiently. Um, he moved the unit about eight feet or so from where the old one it's actually still sitting there because we don't we haven't tried to get rid of it yet um about eight feet over from where that one is um and got it away from the kitchen window so I can sit at the morning breakfast table and not have to listen well I can still hear it but not like I mean it was right there at the window it was crazy it was very noisy um, he has a little bit of uh, duct work replacement still yet to do. He's got to get the duct boarding and measured and all that. That's not right now. He um, he has more time off later in July. And so maybe he'll work on it then. Um, I'd like for him to have a little bit of relaxation on his time off, but there's just so many things that have to be done that with his work schedule, uh, either we're going to have to hire it done or he's going to have to do it over his vacation. And um, so far he's opted to, you know, just, you know, do it when he's here. He's he's not asked me to hire it done. So I think as long as he's able to do that, and it does save us a lot of money. Ladies, I advise you, um, if you're dating a man and he doesn't know how to do stuff, like even change the washer in the sink or um or um, empty the vacuum cleaner bag. <laughs> Get rid of him. Get rid of him. You need a guy that can do stuff because it's so expensive. So all in all, it costs us about $2,500 for the parts and materials for the new AC unit. Um, and of course, his labor was free. <laughs> so I can see a new unit being installed for a, you know at least even double that maybe so if you're considering having to have a new unit you know be putting back some money think about five grand think about five it may not be you may not need the same unit we need and uh, parts and and materials may be uh, plus or minus on that but we we spend about $2,500 on it and I'm hoping to realize a little bit of that back in our utility bills over the next 12 months. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll know by at least September whether the bill has dropped quite a bit. We didn't get any fishing in. We had a last minute reservation and last minute is kind of a little, um, is kind is really not accurate because I don't allow, um, I don't have my account set up for uh, last minute you can't call me today a book for today so you have to it has to be the day after so but uh the young lady that stopped a couple weekends ago on her way to Indiana wanted to know if she could come back and I said heck yeah come on <laughs> so she reached out to me and asked me about it and we got her set up so she came in on Saturday and uh then on Saturday, Mr. Holstein was helping the brother-in-law uh, actually change out his air conditioning system. He went over to cut grass close by to their house and uh, heard a conversation, looked over the fence and saw the brother-in-law talking to a couple other people and he hollered at him said, hey, what's going on? And they were having trouble getting, um, it, it wasn't a new unit. It was a newer unit that they had bought from somebody who had upgraded. Um, and his, it's not, technically and electrically it may be like the line that goes to the thermostat or something there's something that some particular type of wire that they had to have that uh, mr holstein had to buy 50 feet of you couldn't just buy 10 or whatever he needed and so he had all of that and he went over and he spent some time over there talking to them and helping them hook this up and and stuff and lo and behold lo and behold one of the guys works HVAC um, currently, and shared with Mr. Holstein that the refrigerant that is in our brand spanking, less than one week old unit is being phased out. Starting next year, you can't it can't be manufactured. You can still buy whatever's out there in in, in the in the wild in the stock, but you can't buy it anymore. And the new stuff, um, I can't remember. I did look up what it was, and I, I don't think I wrote down what it was. But the new stuff, you have to have, you can't use the same refrigerant license that you have now to use the stuff they're phasing out. So not only are they forcing people to get this brand new environmentally friendly refrigerant, you can't use your established HVAC refrigeration license or certification. I think it's a certification, not a license. You have to go to and and pay to have to get trained again. Pay to get trained again. So in 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 the name of saving the planet, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a conservation activist. I'm an active conservationist. I believe in um, taking care of the earth. I believe in reusing what we have until it can't be reused anymore. I believe in reducing the purchase of new things, you know, as little as possible. And, you know, I use my clothesline instead of the dryer through the warmer months. I and mean, even sometimes when it's not quite so warm, um, I believe I use rainwater to feed the ducks and the to water the ducks and the chickens and my little container garden I I do these things I'm actively trying to conserve I'm actively carrying my grocery bags my tote bags some of them that I bought from SOE and you know and some of them that I have purchased and so so that I don't use all those one-use trash bags that you get at the store that break as soon as you put a dozen eggs in them so now if we hadn't already just changed our machine, if we, if we if we waited till next year to change out our HV, I wish we'd already known it, we'd bought the newer crap so that we wouldn't have to deal with it 10 or 20 years. But so now, in the name of saving the planet, you're going to have to dispose of your old machine. And there's going to have to be one manufactured with all the pollution involved and all the coal and all the electricity and all the plastics and all of the chemicals involved in making those machines, those HVAC machines, air conditioning units, and this gas that what the young man told my husband is like 20% propane, which makes it highly flammable. Now, I haven't seen anything. What little bit I was looking up the other day on this, I didn't see what it was made with, so I don't know that there's propane in it. That's that's what this young man who's supposed to be an HVAC guy told him. And that's why you have to have the new certifications because there's propane in it. It's highly flammable. Do you know where propane comes from? I know probably you do, you guys who who watch my broadcasts from time to time you get what I'm saying you get it these people have absolutely I mean I know they've lost their mind and I know it's insane I just it it still dumbfounds me it still dumbfounds me that that these people are (laughs) let's save the planet by changing the refrigerant Oh, by the way, so now that people, there's not like a conversion kit. You can't drain the old stuff out and put the new stuff in an older unit. So you have to take that complete unit out. So now you've got the trash involved from the older unit. You've got to dispose of the old gas out of the older unit. You've got to get rid of all of those pieces and parts and and, and fans and blades and all the things that are inside those units because you can't just swap out this gas. Now, if you could just swap out one refrigerant for another, maybe I wouldn't be so wound up about it, but you can't. So now, of course, oh, think of all the jobs involved in manufacturing these new units. Well, they probably all come from overseas. And so whose jobs are they anyway? I'm sorry, it, it gets me jacked up when stupidity like this happens you know and I I just don't it it's just stupid it's planned obsolescence it's to force you to buy new stuff it's to force you to spend your money it's to force you to live the way they want you to and when I say they I mean these environmental activists these in these organizations that are pushing their beliefs on us leave me the heck alone just leave me alone You know, stop this. Spend your time and your money and your efforts in bringing up the third world. Get some food to Africa, for heaven's sakes. Get some water to these people in Somalia. Get some clean drinking water. Get some sanitation down. Help those people. Leave us the heck alone. I might be more willing to share my money in a contribution to a a a fund of some sort, if I thought you were doing some good out there. But you don't. It's all chatter. A big percentage goes to your administrative fees. And having worked in the administrative field for over 20 years and been in my own administrative business for over, I don't know, uh, 18 years, I know what's involved in these administrative costs. Golden parachutes is what it is anyway that really it it just it just it just makes me angry and um i i just um i don't want this 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 broadcast to be an angry white chick uh, you know screaming uh at this at the clouds that's that's not what i want so i i but this this just frosts me it really does that it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous because more pollution is going to be created than it's going to be saved. And prove to me, you know, measure it and prove to me your theory on, you know, how much of the earth's ozone or whatever you're measuring is going to be saved. The ozone has been improving already, not because of this propane containing uh, refrigerant either. Sorry, I've got a little sinus thing going on here. and <clears throat> had to cough, so I, I apologize. So that's enough about around the house, uh, the house itself. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about the, um, the Airbnb and b and B. I I mentioned before that I wanted to try to do some segments or series for those who may be considering starting their own BB or Airbnb. And um, this today, I wanted to talk a little bit about pets and service dogs. The reason this comes up today is um, because recently I was at the drugstore uh, picking up some, you know, shampoo and stuff that was on sale and swinging by there. And a guy was had a little. Pomeranian looking dog and it had a service dog vest on it and it was on a leash and it, he was dragging it into the store pulling it into the store and then he reached down and he picked the little palm up and he said oh this little thing is just so spoiled ha <laughs> This is one of those pet peeves of mine, and we've talked about the difference between pets and service dogs before. If you are contemplating hosting a B&B or Airbnb out of your home or an, an unattached building, pets and service dogs is something that you really need to think through. I personally do not accept pets. Of my guests, I can refuse service dogs as well because of some clauses that are in um, the the law about service dogs. But would I immediately refuse a service dog? Not immediately, and. Before I get too far off track, let's, let's, just, let's just start from the beginning. You're hosting a BNB or Airbnb, and you need to consider whether you're going to accept pets. Some of the things that you have to remember with pets are not everyone who tells you their dog is an angel is telling the truth. The behavior of animals and their, their their owners' expected behaviors may not match what you think a dog should behave like, or a pet, I should say. It doesn't have to be a dog, it could be a cat, I guess. If you bring pets on your property, you run the risk of bite injuries and liabilities related to that. Flee or worm infestations if the person's animal has not been properly vetted. If they're not on reliable flea and tick medications or reliable deworming medications, you run the risk of contaminating your soil. The pet could have the early stages of a soil-borne or soil-hosted disease that you're not aware of that becomes an issue. And these may not for you be a problem. Maybe you don't have pets and you're you're hosting out of a, a small cabin. The people coming in behind them may have a problem. If you allow pets, you're running the risk of losing guests who may have pet allergies. You run the risk of a flea or or tick infestation that you're not aware of immediately, and then you have a guest come in and, you know, because fleas, I've I, I've had problem with fleas in the past in different places that I've lived. I can remember a time there. (laughs) My then husband and uh, our, all of our kids went to the beach and uh, our, our pet, we boarded our dog, our little dog. We, my little dog. It was a little corgi. God love that little thing. We put her in a boarding at the kennel at the uh, veterinarian's office. And, um, When we came back to the house, we were gone about 10 days or so. When we came back to the house, we were so swarmed with fleas that we had to go stay in a hotel another night. We had to drag everybody out of the house, get the fleas off of us, set off bug bombs in the house, and stay another night in a different hotel locally. It was embarrassing to me, even though there was—I mean, it was just us. There was no guests or any anything like that. It was upsetting. It it drove me crazy. I it was really difficult, and I had flea collar and flea drops on my little corgi, and still yet fleas just polluted. I mean, it was awful. So it can happen quickly if someone brings in a pet. That's uh, let's say you have a detached. Uh, building or cabin and someone brings a pet in you're not there you're an absentee host so you you book everything and nobody has to see you they have a key code they let themselves in and you don't go back until later and clean up and or you have somebody go in and clean up and yeah they may vacuum but if they if there have been fleas dropped they won't necessarily all be in this little pile in the middle of the living room they're going to be scattered everywhere say the place isn't rented for a few days the next people come in and they're just absolutely swarmed with fleas and fleas can lay dormant for a while flea eggs can lay dormant and one flea can lay a thousand eggs it's insane so you have to decide are you going to fumigate every time in between guests and if you're going to um, do that are you using all natural products are you using you know high powered chemicals to kill and then if you do bug bomb you know, you have to wipe everything down. You have to clean. It's, it can be an enormous task. Now, maybe you have no issue with that. If you're bringing them into your home like I do, I have my guests here at the house. I, I don't want to start that. I keep my pets on a flea tick and um, intestinal parasite tablet sympatica triodes i'm not endorsed by them or sponsored by them or anything i have found that that works well um we used to use trifexas but the dogs seem to take i can i could put the trifexas in their food and they wouldn't eat the sympatica trio they will eat better so it's not a fight my previous dogs jack and gracie um our boxers i used to i used to take when we was giving them the trifexas because they hated it i would roll it in butter in my hand just take a little little knife and put put some butter in my hand i'd roll that pill in my hand and i'd pry their mouth open and i'd shove it back over their tongue every month i was doing that well um i can do that with betty but bob is a little more difficult he is a little little spitfire and it's hard to hold him to get that pill down but the um Sympatica trio they take very well that takes care of the fleas and tick issues i mean they can still bring them in the house but if they bite them then it causes them to die so it's not like i'm getting polluted i can manage it and the guest room i do on occasion i do vacuum and i do spray the carpet it's just a little area rug so it's not like it's a big carpet and big house and everything but you need to think about that. Um, so there's that. There's, there's, you know, parvo. There's worms. There, you know, if, if the, the pet has worms, and they're using bathroom in the yard, and the next pet comes, and they get the worms. I mean, you may never know that, but you run the risk of being a, a link in that chain. Um, and, you know, then there's the, the destruction, the peeing in the floor, the peeing on furniture, if it's a male, um, you know, um, just little leaky dogs, little old dogs that may be leaky and leak on other furniture. And there's some pet smell issues and poop issues and things like that that you need to consider if you're going to uh, take pets. <clears throat> then you get to people claiming they have service dogs. Now, I'm going to, there is a link to the Americans with Disabilities Act um, web page on service animals. And you will get all the details there. I'm just going to touch on a few things. I, I suggest highly that you go to the Americans with Disabilities Act page on service animals and look at that carefully and consider printing those pages out and keeping them at your uh, b and whether it's an off-site one or in the, in the room of where you post. St- um, I've done that. I have a binder, actually, that I keep some basic household rules and information in, along with having it posted on the website and on my Airbnb site. So I'm just going to kind of go over this. Like I said, we've done this before, but I wanted to touch on it again because This guy is carrying this dog that has a vest. Anybody can buy those vests online. It's not an official sign of anything. You see somebody walking around with a dog that has one of those vests that says service animal on it. You can probably bet it's not real. Service animals, according to the Americans with Disabilities Act, is a dog. Period. It's not a chicken, it's not a horse, not a lizard, not a cat. it's a dog. plain and simple. Now it can be any breed or any size dog so the little little um, um, oh, what did I say the little dog was a Pom, Pomeranian could very well be a service dog. Uh, service dogs are trained to perform a task, directly related to the person's disability and you have to be careful. We'll talk about the questions that you're allowed to ask without violating the ADA in a minute but it is task related. It's a task. Remember the word task and it's directly related to a person's disability. For example, we'll use a guide dog for the blind. The person's disability is blindness, and the dog's task is to guide them. Service animals are not required to be certified or to go through a professional training program. They're not required to. They're not required to wear a vest or any other identifying uh, indicator that they're a service dog. An emotional support pet is not a service animal because providing emotional support or comfort is not a task. A teddy bear can be an emotional support. A task is related to the person's disability. Just being there is not a task. So those are some things that emotional or that service animals are not. There's two questions you're allowed to ask someone if they come to you and say, I have a service animal. Okay. You specifically say, is the dog, don't say animal, is the dog a service animal required because of a disability you don't ask what the disability is you say is the service is the dog let me rephrase. let me say that again you may ask is the dog a service animal required because of a disability and depending on the answer if they come back with well it's a cat and then Nope. 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 It's not a cat. Is it a dog? No, it's not a dog. I don't have to have a dog. Yeah, you kind of do. The second question you can ask, what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? Don't say animal here. What work or task has the dog been trained to perform. Again, you're not asking what the person's disability is, and providing comfort is not a task or work because they're just there. Um, we touched on the uh, someone with with a visual disability or or someone who's blind. Diabetes can be a disabling condition in this situation and if some if you say what work or task has the dog been trained to perform one answer could be when my blood sugar drops the dog paws at me so the paw p-a-w paws at me that's the task he's paw paw pawing so he's he's letting you know your blood sugar drops when he senses, because dogs can smell this stuff, when he senses that your blood sugar drops, he's, he's pawing at you. That's the task. Another is seizures. It's very similar. If, if Because dogs are very sensitive to the beginnings of a seizure, then maybe they're nudging, or maybe they're pawing, or maybe they're barking. There's, there's some task, some job that the dog is to perform to let you know that something's happening. Um, I just went blank trying to think of another one because I'm feeling a cough coming on from these signs. Oh, I don't know how long I've been. <laughs> I don't know how long I have had the microphone off. I'm going to have to that. And uh, fix it. Darn it! Oh, wow! I have no idea where I was at when I coughed last and turned that microphone off. Man, oh man! I hate that because I am really on a tight schedule today. Um, let me back up and do this. Uh, I, I won't be able to fix it on the um, on the video for a while. <sighs> um, darn it! The uh, service dogs. Uh, let me let me t- let me wrap that up. Saying be sure and check the um, ADA website that I have down below, and know the questions. Know the questions that you can ask if an emotional support dog is out of control, if um, if the dog, if the owner, uh, if it's not housebroken. If it is, uh, if the owner cannot or the person handling the dog cannot manage the dog. In, in the example that I was giving earlier, that uh, uh, the dog uh, was having to be dragged through the store, that dog is not trained and is not in control of the person. So um, check that um, and, and be sure and go to that ADA website and know that. Know that before you decide what you're going to do. The special promo code for my broadcast listeners um, is, uh, is, uh, podcast five. Now I know that sounds kind of odd if you're watching this on video and it's a podcast, but podcasts, what we started off with, I also have, it's podcast five. You get 5% off your direct book stay. I also have West Virginia day, which is 10% off your stay. If you stay between June 16th and 23rd, that's West Virginia day, uh, period, uh, West Virginia's birthday, it's taken off the total price. If you will put in W V D A Y in your direct book when you check out for the promo code, you'll get 10% off your stay. If you prefer to reserve your room using Bitcoin, I will do that. Let me know. Reach out to me. I'll invoice you with a QR code and you will have 24 hours to pay that invoice before I release the room. I'll block the room so that no one else can have it and then when I get payment, we'll, we'll have you register. Otherwise, if you miss it by 24 hours, after 24 hours, I will release the room. So that's an extra 5% off the regular room rate for Bitcoin. Uh, reach out to me and uh, we'll work that out if you want to, uh, to do that. I do have some packages for direct book guests only. Uh, coffee and chocolate is the one that stays up all year round. It's a special in-room treat of Halls handcrafted premium chocolates made right here in West Virginia, and a serving of Almost Heaven whole bean coffee roasted by Coal River Coffee Company. It's ground fresh on site here for your breakfast. valid through the end of the year if you would like that. You're not required to have it. Uh, But please ask. These are not available to Airbnb guests. Airbnb does take a percentage of your room rate and keeps it for the maintenance of their website and the programs that they offer and insurances and specials and all the things that they're involved with there Um, and i had no problem if you want to use airbnb we've been we've been on there since 2017 more than happy to accept a reservation through airbnb but you don't get the discounts and you don't get the packages those are only for my direct book guests so go to robinholstein.com look for holstein house on the menu and select direct book there and you will be able to get those uh, specials so i uh, was talking about the front porch veggies the strawberries are coming along very nicely very nicely. Um, I do have to water them more frequently than any other front porch plants (laughs) twice a day uh, every day so far. In the mornings they're kind of droopy and look kind of sad. In the evenings they're kind of droopy and look kind of sad but after I water them they all perk up and they look really nice and there's some really nice tasting strawberries on them. Some of them are kind of small but they're really good. The ones on the ground though the chickens are getting first so and the little birds. I've seen little birds trying to eat them, so I will probably have to paint some river rock little tiny pebbles red, put them out there so that they will peck on those and get discouraged and break the habit and keep them off of my strawberries. The backyard garden, uh, the cherry tomatoes are starting to bear fruit, but that little groundhog that wants to be in my soup pot keeps trying to eat stuff. It's eating my broccoli. (laughs) Even though I lifted it up, it found a way to get to the broccoli. Um, I will have to put a fence up if I'm going to keep it, and I just don't know if i have the time or the energy to do that um the um the tomatoes will be binding up the uh, the arch before too long so once they get a little higher the little little booger won't be able to get to them sweet peppers are starting to uh make little make little sweet peppers i'm not sure if that i haven't seen any gnaw marks any teeth marks but i'm not sure if that little guy is eating the sweet peppers uh or not i'm gonna have to give them a closer look the ducklings are growing like weeds. Uh Tomorrow afternoon, they'll be four weeks old. I am kind of concerned because the daddy Drake is starting to pick on them. And I don't know if he's just picking on if they're boy ducks. And so he's picking on them or if he's picking on all of them. Um, I only, I can't tell them. The male and he's picking on them. If it's just being that way, if I need to get him out of there. Uh, either put him in freezer camp which i'm I'm gonna have to get rid of him anyway because you can't have daddy mating the babies his his children but um whether he needs to go to freezer camp or whether um that's just natural behavior and he won't kill them but he will pick at them until they get big enough to pick back or something i don't i don't know enough i'm gonna have to look into that i think that's where i realized that my microphone was still muted so um the, the ducklings will be four weeks old tomorrow and they're really cute. They're starting to look kind of shaggy as they as they're getting rid of some of their little fuzzies and starting to grow a few feathers of their own. And I'll, and they get some regular time outside. Uh, the broody Isa brown I have, I slipped those three pecan eggs under her. So far, so good. She stayed on them. I do have to pick her up every now and again because she's stealing eggs from the other ones. So, and I have to take a peek under there and pull the other eggs out from it because they're not good for I don't have a rooster, but uh, we'll see. Uh, June 27th is the anticipated pit date for them. We'll see what happens there. The bad news. Uh, I lost an Easter egger last night. I, uh, I swear I thought that little girl was in, uh, in the run. I swear I counted everybody in the run when I locked the run up because what I do is I let them out for a few hours in the afternoon. Then I bring them back in a a couple hours before dark. And yesterday evening it was about um, 6 o'clock when I put them all in the run. And I I, I swear I thought she was in there. Um, But when I locked the run, when I put everybody in the coop and shut the doors on the coop and did my head count like I do every night, I was missing one. And I counted four or five times and I still was missing one and I had a flashlight with me and I started looking around and it was still fairly daylight, but it was, it was getting dark. It was dusk and I, I never saw any feathers. I haven't seen any sign of her. Um, I looked again this morning before I let everybody out. um, And um, I just, she's not there there's no holes around the run there's no dig marks dig signs of uh any any animals digging to get in the run um i just don't have any idea there's no feathers like if something grabbed her there's no feathers anywhere it's just like she went somewhere and something got her i mean i guess she could have been out of the yard and something got her i don't know i haven't seen any signs so i don't know where she is so i'm i'm down a hen unfortunately um I want to wrap up here pretty soon and it'll be by the time I clip this up and um and take out that dead air there from the uh from the um muted microphone it's going to be a little short today and I apologize for that I really can't run over I've got a lot going on uh around the area we've got festival again this weekend from the from the 9th to the 6th or to the 11th got these dates i need to fix that from the 9th to the 11th of june is festival down in charleston um they have a lot of fun things going on down there eating they blog off one of the streets and put tables out so that you can eat outside and uh they started that during the um lockdowns so that the restaurants could stay open and but people could be distanced and they could be outside and stuff so then they decided to keep it Summerfest is at tamarack on the 10th uh tamarack's just a little local art. well i say local but it's a west virginia artisan uh, showcase and you can buy the artwork there and uh there's a lot of good stuff to buy out there the renaissance festival is in lewisburg now lewisburg's a little bit of a drive from here it's a uh, close to an hour uh, 45 minutes to an hour but uh, the renaissance festival's out there this uh this weekend the 10th through the 11th the 12th through the 18th we got festival again they do that on the weekends, frequently through the summer. Uh, the 13th through the 16th, we've got West Virginia Coal Festival down in Madison. I hope I get a chance to go down there. I really do. Uh, it, it, I just, I would like to go. I just, it, it's going to be a nice time. It's it's a celebration of the, uh, the the coal culture in West Virginia and in southern West Virginia down in Madison. Uh, it, Madison's also about 45 minutes away or so uh the 15th is rolls on the river the pepperoni festival now i haven't participated in that before but i i might very well make some pepperoni rolls i've made them before it's part of festival and uh, i might make some of those just to have here for guests if anybody decides to to come over and uh and book with us and stay that uh, that weekend uh, the sixteenth and the seventeenth is a yak fest down in Saint Albans. I don't really know what yak fest is about, but I may have to look that up too. Saint Albans is about forty-five minutes away. There's a lot of stuff that's about forty-five minutes away, <laughs> but most of it's because you you know you can't drive that fast. It's not like it's sixty miles an hour, forty-five minutes away. It's it's fifty-five, then sixty-five, then fifty-five, then forty-five, and stuff like that then uh, the 20th through the 24th is the West Virginia Freedom Festival in Logan the 22nd through the 24th is the West Virginia Quilt Festival in Summersville June 30th through July the 2nd is the Mountain State Art and Craft Festival it is a really awesome festival and the 4th of July um, parade that they have in Ripley is one of the oldest 4th of July parades in the country and then there's also the Charleston Sternwheel Regatta that's returning. Uh, you know the, the there's a link uh, in the in the description to uh, the Modern Homestead Project episode that I was pleased to be a guest on with Rachel Jamison. About an hour long uh, interview and discussion of my small homestead activities and, and how I incorporated uh, the bed and breakfast into our lives. And you can listen to that interview on Fountain FM or fountain.fm, or you can stream it on YouTube at, uh, at Redemption Permaculture. I've got the link in this down there, and um, and give it a listen. That's a good podcast and good uh, YouTube channel as well. So I want to uh, give them some love there. Um for those of you who are wondering where I'm at with Bitcoin I'm still there I'm not buying a lot of satoshis I haven't hit the million satoshi mark yet I'm about 120,000 away so I'm getting there I was doing the math up uh, early this morning real quick Um so I I've, I've got I want I don't have my cold storage wallet yet and I was getting ready to um, to, to take that step here uh in the next couple of weeks and because i just haven't had that much to put on it, i mean it's kind of an expensive purchase for ten dollars worth of satoshis. so i i was thinking about going ahead and and take biting that bullet and i was asking some friends about the trezor wallet which had been recommended to me um back in january and february and so uh, I ask over the lightning for Liberty telegram group about that because those guys are pretty smart and I keep up on those things uh, the things related to Bitcoin and lightning network and stuff and it's kind of an open group to talk about uh, lightning uh, the lightning network and uh, questions with noster I mean there's just some some of these newer um, uh, options that they talk about a lot and how to incorporate them into your website and just uh, just real couple smart geeky kind of guys so they suggested that i look into the jade or the cold card wallet and i've never heard of those before so i'm going to be doing some research into those i'd love to know if you use the jade or the cold card wallet what you think uh or if you use treasure if you think it's worth not getting the treasure because there's been some controversy there's been some issues with some of these wallets um and um, some security concerns and stuff, and I I don't want I don't want to jump in. I need one. The example that I used was like I need the kind a wallet that I can use, kind of like I use my car. I can put gas in the car and check the tire pressure, air pressure. I can check the oil, you know. I can check the windshield fluid. I can gas it up. I can turn the key on and those kind of things. I don't know how to rebuild the engine, and I don't want to know how to rebuild the engine. So I need a, a, a Bitcoin wallet, cold storage wallet that I can, you know, I, I know how to do stuff, but I don't, I don't have to know how to do all this stuff. It it doesn't need to be high maintenance. It needs to be low maintenance, user-friendly, grandma-friendly. I'm not technically a grandma, but I could be, I'm old enough, I guess old enough to be a great-grandma. Some of the kids, some of the people that I graduated high school with were great-grandparents. Anyway, so um, our John 1721 project that I developed uh, at the church starts today. That's why I am pre-recording this episode. Um, it starts at 10 o'clock. It's the program that we partnered with the West Virginia State University uh, for the Expanded Food Nutrition Education Program. Uh, it's going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next six weeks, uh, with the exception of one week when she's on vacation at the end of the month. But so that'll actually kind of be like seven weeks. But anyway, um, so I I'm hoping that one of the other ladies will be able to uh, let you know, let them in on on Tuesdays uh, for me so that I can get back to my regular 10 o'clock or I'm going to end up the next couple weeks having pre-recorded Tuesday shows. Friday is going to be pre-recorded because I have to go to a church conference in Buchanan. Buchanan's about a four-hour drive, depending on uh, how how fast I go. (laughs) And um, I'll be there uh, Friday, Saturday, and come back on Sunday. So I'll have to pre-record Friday's show as well. I apologize for that, but hopefully I won't have to do that too more often. But uh, I'll the The conference is, it's the church uh, state, the statewide Methodist annual conference thing. I've never been to it before. I don't know how to explain it very well other than it's the annual conference for the state people statewide. Um, And I haven't, I haven't been away from the house overnight since 2018. Five years to the day almost. Because I went to a conference in San Diego for notaries. And that was in May. 2018. And I, I haven't been overnight since I've been late night. I've got back at two or three o'clock in the morning when, when I went with him to a couple shows that he's, he helped the guys play. Um, and we got back really late, but I've not been overnight. This is, this is kind of traumatic for me because no one has ever taken care. Well, I can't say no one. Um, well, yeah, I can say no one because this the these chickens and ducks no one else has ever taken care of for me. Um I've I had chickens before and at different times different ones passed away and stuff, but um nobody's taken care of them before. And Mr. Holstein will be doing that. I'll be leaving him some information. And it's not that he can't, it's just he hasn't, because they've been my project, you know. Um Mr. Holstein does work out of town and uh, on occasion, but I don't go with him uh, because he's working 10 hour days and sometimes 12, depending on where he goes. So uh, I have on occasion in the past, before we had the chickens before 2018, uh, gone up for the weekend and taking the dogs and stuff. But um, it's been since 2018 and I, I haven't, I haven't gone anywhere. So it's going to be kind of traumatic. I don't, won't know anybody there. At the conference, except Jesus. I mean, he's about all I need. But I, I've got to find my way around over at uh, Wesleyan University, and um, um, I, I don't know the area. I don't know anything about the place. I'm going over there by myself. Uh, I'm okay with that, really, except I'm not. <laughs> I'm going late. The conference actually starts on Thursday. I'm not getting there till midday Friday, um, which is not good. But I don't have any other option. I can't leave the dogs locked up in the house for 2 days. I can't leave the birds without anybody to take care of them and Mr. Holstein's not off. If I had known that I was going to have to attend this conference, I would have scheduled his time off this week instead of the last week. But I didn't know at the time that I was going to have to go. I really thought we'd had uh, someone else in to people go. But we don't. So it's okay. It it will be fine. I'm just a little bit of a nervous wreck. I'll be staying in the dorms, so I have to take all my own linens and stuff. And they said bring a surge protector. You're not allowed to bring extension cords. And I'm thinking a surge protector is a type of extension cord. So I'm going to have to get out a surge protector. It dawned on me that I don't have a small electric coffee pot. Uh, I don't think there might be one out in the camper. I'll have to check Um, so that I I can fix my own coffee because there won't be anybody. It's not a hotel room. It's a dorm room to fix my own. (laughs) I'm kind of not ready for it. But um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a very stressful, but I think overall it's going to be good. I'm not thinking, I'm not going into it thinking that it's going to be a horrible conference. I'm just very stressed about all the things that has to happen to make it happen and all the things going on this week and that I'm not going to know, and I'm going to have to find my way around, and it's just going to be stressful, but I, it's, it's going to be fine. I, it's not a complaint. I really look forward to going. I think it'll be good for me, and, um, you know, it's going to help me in a lot of ways, a lot of ways with the things that I'm doing with the church. It'll get me connected with some other people, and I can build a better community of those folks, and uh, I had class last night, and I was really, um, it was kind of exhausting, but uh, yeah. So I do want to give a couple of shout outs before I close up. Um, I want to shout out to HJ because HJ has been following the podcast and um, really the uh, live show and connecting with me on uh, the Telegram group, Telegram Uh, group is t.me slash Holstein House if you want to go over there. H.J. has been very supportive and I really appreciate H.J. and his support and his knowledge and all the things that go along with that. Renegade Butcher. uh, Renegade Butcher's got a link down in the description. He has been a big help to me too. He helps when I drop those questions over in the Telegram group for lightning for liberty he's a very smart little geeky kind of guy and he's an actual butcher a real butcher he butchers livestock you know and and cuts it up and he has his own little uh he has a seasonings uh, a home personally made seasoning mixes and he has a seasoning of the month club he has a lot of stuff going on over there and then over on the fountain app there is a um a, a um, profile called Yal y-a-l-c-h-a-n-t-a-r-a who boosted me 100 sats over there and i really appreciate that i've been kind of negligent on uh, on um i uh, promoting the folks who uh, support me over there for a little while because i just am so scattered and then on um when I get sats over on Noster and different things, there's just no way to acknowledge everyone over there, uh, except on that app. I can do it on the app by saying thank you and stuff. But to be able to rattle off everybody in uh, in the show who might have um, you know uh, tipped me or or zapped me um, in the value for value exchange, it just would be impossible to do so be sure and check out the show notes uh, be sure to go to holstein house dot or holstein house on robinholstein.com to check out uh, some information learn a little bit about the place and book your stay direct book your stay uh, through through that link will be the best way to do it really but uh, again you can you can uh, book it through uh airbnb we take that too so I apologize for the uh, the little screw-ups today, and I'm going to try to take care of that before I get out of here to go to uh, the uh, thing at the church, and then I will be pre-recording Friday show as well. I'm sorry about that. I might be able to sneak in a live in the evening or something. Just kind of keep, keep an eye out. Make sure you have subscribed, especially on YouTube, so that if I pop in live, You'll have an opportunity to uh, say hello. I might even do a Nostra nest for a few minutes or something later uh, in the next couple of days, since I had to pre-record this. But be sure and share any questions or comments you may have. Hit the like, the subscribes, the thumbs up, the zaps, zap a couple here and there, and you know, tips and all the the fun ways to acknowledge your. Uh, that you've received some value from the show, whether it's something that made you giggle, made you sigh, made you cry, made you think, regardless of what, if it was some sort of value, I hope you will acknowledge that. And with that, I'm going to call it and um, close the show out, and we will see you again next time. Bye-bye. So there you have it.